Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield, the podcast about the nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am Shandi Pasquale, here with... Gloria Sheffield. And we are here to talk about Season 5, Episode 4, Fransom. This is the one where where, um, Chester the dog gets kidnapped. And then things escalate into a full-on kidnapping situation in in one of the most insane ways. This is this was the first one where I went, oh, maybe this is what people are talking about when they're like, things really go off the rails in those last two seasons. Well, here's the thing though. Um, you know, Fransom, it's clearly a direct play, and that episode is a direct parody of the movie Ransom. Yes. Which was hugely successful i think it was a 97 movie maybe it was 96 but i think it was nine i think it was this year um i have to double check actually maybe it was 96 one sec oh my I should have god done we'll never know but the thing is i remember seeing this movie and i mean i it's don't know movie. yeah yeah it was kind of like a uh sensation at the time and the premise is very similar except instead of a dog it was a son (laughs) and Mm -hmm. basically you know mel gibson plays this like wealthy father renee russo uh was the wife and the son gets kidnapped and it was like gritty and kind of like i remember like being really affected by like you know the kid in the kidnap situation and the thing that was so bold is just like in this episode Instead of paying the ransom to get his son back, Mel Gibson does this like really sort of, in some ways, insane move and turns it into a bounty on the kidnapper's head. And so that, you know, that's where the whole plot of this episode comes from in a way that we have not seen this show do before. Yeah. So that's, I mean, look, I, I definitely went into it being well aware that this is all a big parody. And I think that was what, like kind of took me out of it too is because that was why I was like, Oh, maybe this is what people refer to when they go like, Oh, that show got weird in the last couple of seasons. Cause like, it's not really that kind of show, right? We haven't really seen them do like straight up parody episodes based on like whatever pop culture thing is like gripping the nation at the moment. So it, it does feel a little weird to me. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it was, a, it was funny though. Like it was very funny, has a great cast. Uh, I kind of well, I kind of loved talk it. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I kind of loved it in the way that I love Thirty Rock stuff because I'm like, what other show was doing this? You know, um, sure. but yeah. So we start the episode off fairly normally. We establish that we establish the continuity that Yetta is getting married because <laughs> in the last episode or a couple of in the, in, sorry in season in episode one of this season she got engaged. Uh, and so basically Niles comes into the kitchen and Fran's sitting there uh, drinking coffee and he's like, ooh, I got I got uh, Yetta a gift for her shower and it's a large print Kama Sutra. <laughs> and Fran complains like, oh, she doesn't know what she's going to get Yetta for the shower because she's just always broke. Uh, and there's this funny gag where she's like, I don't know where, where my, all my money goes. And then she's like, watch out, my Gucci bag. <laughs> Uh, and and then, then also is wearing like designer clothing. <laughs> yes, yes. And then Cece comes in with Chester, and 
Uh, this was a really funny beat. <laughs> she goes, Nanny Fine, have you seen the latest issue of Park Place magazine? And she holds it up right next to her face. And we see that she is on the cover with Chester. And it's clearly this like, you know, fancy sort of local Manhattan uh, magazine, like a who's who type of thing. And Fran, who like doesn't look up from her reading at that point goes eh what's the point it's always just some horsey faced debutante clutching her blue blood fiance <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks up and she goes oh it's you and Chester and this by the all- way Chester Chester's, Chester's the best actor on this show <laughs> that dog is so good he bites Cece on command and licks Fran on command it's so perfect and he sleeps when he has to he like just like sleeps like such a good little boy and he's always um, in a sweater I also think it's really, before we get too far away from it, I think it's actually really hilarious that they're still following the Yetta getting married storyline. It's been like an ongoing D plot for like a good, like season and a half. (laughs) No, no, no. She got engaged in the first episode of this season. Yeah, but she was dating that guy in the previous season. There was a joke uh, about the guy that she was dating and now they're engaged. It's all very funny to me that like okay. Yetta's love story has played out in the background. Um, and, and well, then at, in this scene in the kitchen, CZ casually mentions that her maid Lupe has died and she now needs a dog walker. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, oh, bam, that's how Fran gets an extra job walking Chester for $10 yeah. an hour. And we literally just established that she was in need of extra money. Yes. And so the next scene- Also, she uh, only gets paid $5 an hour. Well, she we know she gets paid $6. <laughs> so I think she was just sort of yeah. exaggerating because she was like, yeah. walk your dog for $10 an hour. Do you know how much I get paid to watch children? Half that. <laughs> she, yeah. she goes, give me the dog. <laughs> and then the next scene has all three fine women in the mansion's living room squabbling over the shower. And, it, and so, you know, because Fran and Sylvia are discussing it. And then Yetta comes in and she goes, all right, here's my ideas for the shower. And Sylvia goes, oh, look who's planning her own shower. Yesterday you wore your underpants as a beret. <laughs> Which killed me. <laughs> killed me. Basically insinuating like you don't have the capacity to help us. And then and then Yeti goes, Hey, I don't have to take this from you. I'm not even sure you're mine. <laughs> Which I just really love this. And then there's this little side thing that happens, uh, which is which seemingly um is inconsequential now, but will be very important later. Later. I said later. Later. You you said it like friend. <laughs> It'll be very important later. later. Um, and it's Pay attention. Pay attention. It'll be on the exam later. Uh, but so Yetta gives Fran some chocolate X-lax as a gift because she got extra in her purse from something she wanted Bingo. So Fran, I actually, you know, pop- I really appreciated the um, foreshadowing and like I, I really liked this. I, I when <laughs> when it pays off later, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I thought that was a throwaway joke because it's a. It worked great because it's a very funny joke in the moment and it totally works. And then you completely forget about it. And it's amazing that it paid off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it's, and it was sort of subtle too. You know, you yeah. weren't like, oh, they were, that was shoehorned in. Um, no, no. And so then Cece comes out and hands Chester to Fran and is basically, you know, he just ate. He needs to go number two. So we then get to Fran and Gracie in Central Park in some exterior shots. Mm-hmm. And at first, Gracie's like, oh, Fran, this is going to be a great place for you to meet guys. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm not on the market. Your father and I are sort of an item now. But then 
<laughs> then Gracie goes, yeah. And that pony he promised me, glue. <laughs> and so then Fran's like, Fran's like, okay. So she like basically like freshens up her makeup and sort of is like, okay, let me at least see if there's any eligible men here. And this guy, oh my God, I forgot to put down his name, but he is a recognizable actor, not a household Which- name actor. Joey um, Slotnick is his name, and he's been in a bajillion things. And like, I, you wouldn't know any of his characters if I've named them, but he's on enough shows that I feel like everyone has seen him as something at some point or another. And he looks like he's either Paul Giamatti or, as yes. comes into play later, Art Garfunkel. Yes, <laughs> like he, 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 has, he looks like their child. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so, but this guy comes up to Fran and is like, ooh, like, you know, he's such a beautiful woman. And he says to Gracie, like, you're such a lucky girl to have such like a beautiful older sister, like that whole kind of thing. And then they get into conversation and while they're chatting, he kind of like implies like, oh, his dog loves to run around the park off leash and, and kind of mm-hmm. gives the idea to Fran. So Fran's like, oh, Chester would probably like that. So takes him off the leash and he goes running. And then there's their chatting. Gracie kind of goes like, Fran, where's where's Chester? And then they realize he's completely disappeared. Like literally, <laughs> I think actually this, this is like similar to um, – Ransom, I, I vividly remember this since that movie is like weirdly like seared into my brain the way that sometimes movies are when you watch them when you're young. The only like the only thing that Mel Gibson finds is the toy plane he had just given his boy. Yes. <laughs> and so the only to, thing- it's it's the same setup. He takes him to like the park. They like he goes runs off to play. Mel Gibson looks away for like two seconds, which was the greatest fear of everybody growing up in the 80s and 90s is that you'd look away from your child for two seconds and they would get horrendously kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this movie pl- pl- like like definitely played on those very common fears. And then, yeah, he finds the kid's toy on the ground and it's very dramatic. And and this this show basically, they like they nailed some of the shots and stuff. Like they were definitely playing up the ransom of it all. Uh-huh. Um, um, and- so yes, he's been dog now. <laughs> He's been dog napped and and Fran and Gracie like hold each other crying and Fran goes, Oh Gracie, you lost Chester. Which was just zero accountability. Very funny. And then we cut to Fran sobbing in the mansion living room. And everyone's sort of there worried. And Val comes in and she's like, I called the police. I I and Jeff's Jeff's on his way over. And Mr. Trump is like, Who's Jeff? And uh Val's like, It's Fran's ex, you know, the one with hand. Oh no, Niles is like Fran's ex, you know, owns his own handcuffs, a younger version of you. <laughs> and I think we did actually. I think this was the same actor who played Je- uh, her yes. cop boyfriend for a little while. It was. Which, it was. Which I do enjoy bringing him back. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I love it when they, they kind of have continuity like that. Me too. I really and- appreciate it. Yes. And this whole, I just, Cece's just been killing me lately because, so then Cece walks in and Fran is distraught because she's like, I'm going to have to break this to Cece and you know this is terrible news and she basically tells her that that uh Cece sorry that uh Chester was stolen and mm-hmm. Cece does not care at all 
<laughs> she just believed that it's not something she actually cares about. And then Jeff arrives. And this has been, I mean, I know you thought this was all very silly. I thought this was just, this is just fun to me. Cause I do. It was very, like, I know. See, I liked this scene though. I thought it was really funny. I like them coming in and the, and his partner immediately being like, I'm going to wiretap the phone. <laughs> I was like for a dog. And then they like, they do explain it away by being like, oh, there's dogs that have been gone missing and, and, and we're worried about the dogs have gone missing and then people have been kidnapping them in this area. So we're, you know, and then they call with a ransom. So we're just, you know, trying to get ahead of it, but it was all yeah. very funny. And- well, <laughs> and to be fair, I think that there is some reality to this because it's, it is the dogs of wealthy people who are getting, so wealthy sure. people are getting targeted. If this happened on the Upper East Side in Manhattan, I bet you the police would get involved and start wiretapping. And, and then, um, so yeah, I so I don't think they'd wiretap for a dog. Even if, <laughs> even if it was like, you know, a family who donated a lot to the police no, force. Because the dog's not a person. That's the, th- that's the, to me, that was, I was talking to Elizabeth about it when we were watching this episode. Cause like, I mean, whatever spoilers, but like at, towards the end of the episode, when he ends up kidnapping Fran and Val, I like turned to Elizabeth and I'm like, but didn't he like make him like, isn't he in such worse legal jeopardy now? Because like before he was just like, it was like, it was like property, right? Like a dog's not a person. So like they would just consider that like property. Like it's not, now he's got like, he's kidnapped. And Elizabeth was like, yeah, I mean, at this point now it's like kidnapping, false imprisonment, assault. <laughs> like it's so much worse. Well, regardless, it's he very, comes It's very, the- very funny. <laughs> Jeff comes in and Detective Jeff and they wiretap yeah. the house and the phone rings and it is in fact the yes. guy who was chatting Fran up earlier. Like he was mm-hmm. confirmed to be sort of a he was like a, a distraction so that someone could nab the dog while she was distracted. And basically he's on the other end of the line in his apartment somewhere else in New York city with his Russian girlfriend. They have Chester and he's basically like, if you don't pay 20, Oh, he was like, you know, we know that CC Babcock's dog. We saw him on the cover of park place magazine. And if, uh, she doesn't pay twenty thousand dollars. Like we're gonna send that dog to her in pieces. <laughs> and then Fran, Fran hears this and she's distraught and she tells she tells Cece and Cece just goes, "I'm gonna tell you what I told my elderly uncle who needed money for an operation. Nobody squeezes a dime out of Cece Babcock." <laughs> and then and it was then so oh. Funny. They're also, I have to say this though, uh, I forgot, I blew past it. When Jeff, the detective, walks in and, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to set up a wiretap in the house. And, you know, we think that this is a pattern among wealthy people in Manhattan. Um, and then he goes, and, you know, we believe the perps are a husband and wife team. Fran just goes, my perp's not single. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like that was the note that struck a, a chord for her. <laughs> It's like, even, even my perp is married. Yep, exactly. And so, but then, yes, you see, like, you're not going to squeeze a dime out of me. And we cut to Cece on television. And now this is a direct lift from Mel Gibson in Ransom. Because yeah. she's like, I have the $20,000, but I'm not giving them to the kidnapper. I'm giving them to the person who catches the kidnapper and turns them in. Yeah. He offers which, he offers a bounty. I mean, well, CC in this case offers a instead of you know instead of a twenty thousand dollar ransom, she 
turns that into a $20,000 bounty on the dog napper's head, which is funny in and of itself, <laughs> all for yes. a dog. Um, yes. but, 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 you know, $20,000 is $20,000. So it's like, oh, I mean, yeah, sure. You know, people would want that. Like, Oh, for um, sure. And, um, and I, you know, and the thing, I guess maybe it's like hard to understand if you haven't seen Ransom in context, but, you know, Mel Gibson's character doesn't do it because he like doesn't want his kid back. He just thinks that this is secretly going to be like a more effective way because he's like, you know, this pe- people must somebody must know who this kidnapper is and like somebody is going to be motivated by money enough. So like it, it was sort of like trying to get his son back but also reaping justice at the same time, yeah. uh, which was a, a very, you know, bold. Again, I say it was bold because everyone else around him was like you're crazy. Your son is now as good as dead. <laughs> um, and so, but that's what Cece's doing. And then Fran gets an idea and she pulls Val aside and she's like, we're going to find the kidnappers and we're going to get the prize money. And she's like, you know what, Val? When I was on the phone with that kidnapper, I heard an ice cream truck in the background and it was playing Barbara Streisand's The Way We Were, or Memories rather. And she was like, we're, we're in New York. No, it was The Way like, We Were. Yeah. Oh, The Way We Were. And yeah, because isn't it memories from the way we were? Yes. So, the so song is called memory. the way. The song is called the way we were. It's not memories. No, you're thinking of memory from cats. Memories. No, I'm not. Like the corner. Yeah, yeah, but the song mind. is called the way we were. Yeah, you yeah. You, you you got the rights. All right. No memories. Barbara Streisand. Okay, we're gonna settle this once and for all. Yeah, I'm okay. right. It's called memory. Well. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm salty oh, today because no, I just woke no, up from a nap. Because it's from the movie The Way We Were. Yes, but the song is yeah. called Memory. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> hey, I dare you to, to find <laughs> counter evidence to that. <laughs> so, okay, so oh, yeah. So, Oh, yeah. She's like, it was playing Barbara Streisand Memories. And she's like, where is the only place in New York City that plays Barbara Streisand in an ice cream truck? And then they both go, Greenwich Village. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, a famously happening gay neighborhood. Uh, and <laughs> then Val goes, so if I help you with this, it's we'll split the, the money. It's, it's the West Hollywood of New York. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I would say way cooler and with way more history. Oh, yeah, a billion times more. And, oh, so Val's like, so if I help you, we're going to split the prize money 50-50, right? And Fran goes, mm, 60-40. And she's like, why 60-40? Fran goes, well, I'm the one that <laughs> lost the dog, Val. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> funny. I loved it. That was, one of my, that was one of my favorite lines and moments because I thought that was so, 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 so good. And her, her exasperation with Val in that moment, because I'm, I'm the one who lost him, Val. She's so yes. defensive. And Val kind of has like, oh, right, of course. And that was so funny. I told Monica about that line later that day. (laughs) (laughs) And so we cut to Greenwich Village and Fran and Val are driving an ice cream truck, which we find out they bartered from Mr. Softy and Fran just had to promise she'd go on a date with him, (laughs) Yep, Uh, which just killed me. And we then cut to the kidnappers in their apartment and- the guy is like freaking out and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like there's now a $20,000 bounty on my head. And at first the Russian, <laughs> the Russian girlfriend seems like way too interested. Like, oh, $20,000 you say. Um, but uh, then 
in their like, you know, random panic conversation, she ends up asking for ice cream. Seems random, but they have to get this guy to the ice cream truck somehow. Yes, <laughs> so they have to get him outside to the ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah. when, and they also have to establish that like this woman is clearly just using him for money and he's like a glutton for punishment. So like she's like, you know, they set up the whole like, oh, baby. And she like shows her shoulder to him and she's like, I am so hot. Please give me ice cream. And he's like, yeah. okay. Like, yeah. and he like runs outside to go get her ice cream because like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm horny. And then <laughs> and, and, <laughs> this is so funny. And then he like <laughs> it is so funny. They they like Val serves him ice cream and can't figure out how much he owes her. Even though she's like, you know, it's a dollar in ice cream. And he's like, I'll take two ice creams. And she's like, hmm, how much would that be? Yeah, yeah. And like Fran realizes who he is as he's like walking away, and she's like, that's him, that's him. Like we got to follow him like to his apartment. And <laughs> I really, I really liked this. Like they get inside and then. Oh, wait, hold on. I thought, I thought you were going to say, oh, I thought you were just about to say one of my favorite lines, which is then when Fran's like, oh my God, Val, that was the guy. Val goes, oh my God, Art Garfunkel has to steal a dog. That's right. <laughs> but sorry, go on, go on. Yeah. So then, then they get inside, they follow him in and they get inside and they're in the hallway and you hear Chester barking. And then Fran's like moving closer to the door and Val goes, how do you know what apartment he's in? And then you hear like, bark, 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 bark. <laughs> and then Val goes, oh, I can't even think with all that dog barking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love her so much. I love Val so much. Oh, uh-huh. I love her. Uh, and then they and- get caught basically. Like, yes, like they're they're, peering, they're trying to peer in the window right as the Russian woman opens the apartment door and sees them. And then we cut back to the mansion and the ransomer calls again. And this time he's like, you're willing to risk your dog's life, but what if I told you I had Fran? Fine. And we now see that Fran, Val, and Chester are all tied up together in the kidnapper's <laughs> apartment. <laughs> It's so funny because it's like their hands are tied and Chester's paws are tied in front of them. It's really cute. I, I was like, is that like a stuffed animal that looks like Chester? Because he was he was so well behaved. But I think it that's really was. I, that's I was Chester. That's where I was like, I, I turned to Elizabeth and I went, he is really a good dog. Look at him. He's so cute. He just like sleep. Like he licks her face. It's cute. In the beginning when Cece's holding him, he just like his little head cranes over to try to like get closer to Fran because he clearly is like, mom, 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 we're here. Look at me. Look at me. And then when <laughs> Fran holds him, he doesn't move and he's just like his jaw hangs open and he smiles like with his tongue out and he's just like, hey, yeah, my mom loves me. And then know, like in the other scenes, he just like sleeps very quietly on her lap. It's so cute. Love that dog. Yeah. Um, and uh, in in. When Lauren Lane was on Fran Drescher's talk show, she basically was like, oh, yeah, like, the dog, like, it, that was real. Like, he would nip if you tried to take him away from her and only <laughs> wanted to be with her. <laughs> um, and it what almost sounded boy. like if he was actually kind of a terror to work with, but nobody could say it because it was the boss's dog. <laughs> yeah, he's a good boy. He loved his boss. Listen, dogs are not meant to be actors. So he was doing his best job as a dog, which was being, like, a loving dog to his owner and truly man's best friend. I love him. So now the ransomers have Fran and Val in addition to the Chester and they 
are now asking Mr. Sheffield for $40,000. And yes. the ransomer is basically like, okay, this is what you have to do. He's like, you know. Which is really messed up because it means that Fran is clearly only worth as much as a dog is worth to this kidnapper. Like he just asked for another twenty thousand dollars. Well, so, and like, Val and Val's, Val's worth Val. nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Val is worthless, or alternatively, Fran and Val are individually worth less than a dog to this guy. <laughs> it's it's bad no matter what way you slice it. It's very sad. Uh, but so, yeah, but so he tells Mr. Sheffield, like, he's like, okay, put 40 grand in a bag and drop it off at the neighborhood bowling alley. And, and he starts listing all the things that Mr. Sheffield's going to have to do in order to like eventually make the drop and get Fran back. And we then cut to Mr. Sheffield doing all of this over the narration to the song secret agent, man. And I thought this was very funny. And because Charles Shaughnessy got the opportunity to do some very funny physical bits here because it's a lot of like, you know, like sneaking around in the bowling alley, trying to get under a chair and a woman like clearly thinks she's, you know, he's trying to cop a feel. And then when he gets to the pool, he literally has to jump in fully clothed, which actually actually happened in Ransom because I rewatched the trailer and Mel Gibson Uh. does dive into a pool. (laughs) Don't remember why. But it, this was very funny in the contest of this show because once he dies into the pool, the music just cuts dead and we cut back to the mansion with uh, the detective and also like all of the Sheffield family and the detective just goes, we lost him. But he wouldn't have jumped into a pool wearing a tracking device, would he? And all of his kids go, oh yeah, he would. <laughs> like our father's an idiot. And then we cut back to Mr. Sheffield now soaking wet, but he's in a YMCA locker room and he, he like opens the specific locker he was supposed to open and he answers the phone and he just goes, I gave, I like, I gave you your money. Now give me back my nanny, which is (laughs) classic from Ransom again, where it's give me back my son. Give me back my son. And then he, and then he screamed about how much he hates Jewish people and women. (laughs) Okay. It is. So funny that you just said that because the very next thing in my notes was, isn't it both sad and funny how many celebrities we now have to preface with? Okay, but you listeners, you have to understand this was before they went insane. (laughs) This is when we loved them. And like we've had to do that for like at least four guest stars, which shows you just how many people have gone insane in the last five years. No, what it shows you is that um, all celebrities are as broken and fucked up as the rest of humanity. And it's insane. The more insane thing is that we as a society bolster anyone up to be anything other than just like the same piece of shit human that we are. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the real sad, sad fact is like, it's like, I mean, yeah, he's a piece of garbage, but like. I don't know. Why did we think he was so great to begin with again? Because he was in movies. <laughs> he was a he was a handsome man. Yeah, he had beautiful blue eyes. He did. He does have very blue, beautiful blue eyes. I that mean, are filled I with both, hate. <laughs> we've both discussed this. That both are mo- like for women of a certain age. Yes. He was like the the Brad Pitt, you know. And then it was yes. tragic for them when he became Brad Pitt a came monster. along. When he became a monster. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that too, that too. Um, but All so right. then we cut to um, Mr. Sheffield now like knows where he's supposed to go find Fran. And we go to the ransomer and his wife 
in the van with Val, Fran, and Chester. And he's basically saying like, okay, to, to his Russian partner, he's like, you know, you're going to go meet the man with the bag and you'll give him the dog, you know, all, you know, basically like you're going to go get the money and then we'll give him the dog and blah, blah, blah. And so while this is happening, Fran just kind of goes, mm, does anybody want some chocolate? And she <laughs> takes the chocolate that is actually laxatives that Yetta gave her and gives it to the kidnapper and, and the kidnapper's wife. wife. Yeah. And, and Val goes, I would like some chocolate. And Fran goes, she goes no, no, you don't. <laughs> she goes, no, you don't. She goes, no, I would. And she goes, no, Val. And Val goes, now suddenly they're your best friends. Who are you, P- Patty Hearst? <laughs> and there's also this incredible line when right before the wife is going to go run out to like make the drop with Mr. Sheffield, the, the guy goes, Mrs. Levine, you're about to be a very wealthy woman. And Fran just looks at Val and goes, Levine, huh, I tell you, Val, when Jews go bad, <laughs> which was very funny because I mean, very funny. No, it's, it is. I mean, I guess if you're not, if you didn't grow up Jewish, you don't know this, but like there is this weird, like unspoken agreement amongst all of us that like Jew, Jews don't do bad things. And like everyone seems to have the same reaction when you find out that someone who did something terrible was Jewish. It's always like, <gasps> He was Jewish. <laughs> so funny. Like we're so dis- like, oh no, <laughs> we have to claim him. Very I know. funny. Was- that line uh, also to me struck very close. I-, I was like, oh, I love that. That's great. When Jews go uh-huh. bad. <laughs> and then of course, you know, they basically like the the woman instead of going to grab the bag from Mr. Sheffield, ends up running right past him into the f- the fastest porta potty and yes. as they're watching from the van the the guy is like what is she doing why did she do that and then he's like uh actually uh, uh i gotta go take care of something and he like <laughs> hops out of the van and runs away and, and val's like what just happened and fran's like mm, when you gotta go you gotta go and then mr sheffield sees them and pops in and it, and because of fran's plan with the laxatives um not only were they rescued but you know they didn't have to lose any money <laughs> All, all because of a poop your pants joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. and, but it was very, it was funny though because you know Mr. Sheffield jumps in and they embrace and he unties her, and she's like, "Oh, Mr. Sheffield, you're my hero." And then she's like, "You know, in my culture, when a when a man saves a woman's life, uh, they get married right away and get a uh, house together in Great Neck." And he's like, "Oh, oh, you know that, you know, good thing I'm not Jewish." Or he says something like that, and then she goes want some chocolate <laughs> i just thought that was so cruel the man just saved your life and now you're gonna make him shit his pants <laughs> so cool it was so, it was mean. so mean it's like because like yeah he like he he clearly cares about her i mean ob- obviously he cares so much about her that he like did all of this to try to save her life and like i get it she's frustrated but it just seemed like really <laughs> cruel to be like good go shit your brains out for two days <laughs> also it's like this is definitely the friend that like replaced hairspray with pam or and didn't you yeah. also put x-lack in someone's hot chocolate as a child like <laughs> yes they use the x-lax joke a lot <laughs> yep um and then there was a really cute little button at the end of this episode which is niles comes into the living room where yada is hanging out and he he's like oh i'm on my way to the store yada do you need anything last minute for your shower and she goes oh yes yes uh, those little rubber daisies and, and a detachable shower head they're fun <laughs> and then he kind of looks at her and he goes 
I meant for your wedding shower. And he goes, and yes, they are. And then high fives her. <laughs> and I'm like, does that mean that Niles uses that on ladies or does he use it on his butt? <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's, I thought the exact same thing. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I had the exact same. I was like, wait, what's the joke though? I don't know. I mean, hey, maybe that's too blue for our listeners. If we'll have to cut Maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that note, that was an episode. And yeah, that was an episode. That was an episode. And I think it's time for segments. Segments. And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. All right. Uh, let's get into segments. Favorite lines and moments? Um, I love, I already said this, when Sylvia and Yetta are arguing and Sylvia goes, look who's planning her own shower. Yesterday you wore your underpants as a beret. <laughs> and Sylvia and Yetta goes, I don't have to take this from you. I don't even know if you're mine. <laughs> I don't know why it killed me. I loved the, uh, oh my God, our Garfunkel has to steal a dog. And I, I again, already said all my favorite lines, but just the, like, why 60-40? Well, I'm the one who lost him, Val. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked, um, the, uh, I think it's Fran says to Sylvia, have you met yet his fiance yet? And Sylvia goes, what's to meet? He's one of the altacockers at the home, <laughs> which is yep. so, it's so dismissive. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so, what's, what's to meet? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um I, I, I said this already too, but the, you know, how do you know what apartment he's in? And then you hear Chester barking and then Val goes, Oh, I can't think with all that dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and we, and, and we both loved the, when Jews go bad line too. We both uh-huh. really like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh- yeah, this this episode, I think I liked it because it was full of so many lines that genuinely made me chuckle, uh, yeah. even if it wasn't like a emotionally resonant episode in any way. <laughs> um, but it, but this is why I say like this is like to me almost like the spiritual um, predecessor to a thirty rock kind of thing, you know, zany. I like it, and then. Yiddish, you already just said it, but this was a brand new one. I get so excited when we get a new one. Alter Cocker, which, uh, which, yeah, Yedda says, like, what's to meet? He's one of the Alter Cockers at the home. And that, an Alter Cocker is like basically like just like an old senile man, uh, yeah. kind of irrelevant. <laughs> very, it's not very nice. It's a not nice term for an old man. For like an old person, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, f- for nanny trivia, um, I I think I'm actually going to pivot a little just because we were talking about Chester and it jogged my memory. Um, when I read Fran Drescher's book, Cancer Schmancer, maybe about six months ago, you know, it was a really good read. It was pretty fast. And one of the, the I, I guess I'll just like share this anecdote because it is sweet and heartwarming and also like a little sad. Um, as many of our listeners probably know, Fran Drescher is a huge animal lover. Um, she didn't end up having children and her, her dogs are like a really, really a big part of her life. And 
basically after the nanny, she and, you know, Peter Mark Jacobson, like their marriage ended. She had this huge health scare um, with a cancer diagnosis. And she, uh, around this time, like before the diagnosis, but after she and Peter Mark Jacobson broke up, was seeing this guy and they spent lots and lots of time together. And she sort of describes it as, you know, pretty codependent thing where I think Mm -hmm. basically as soon as they started dating, um, he spent like every single night at her home for like the next like year and a half or something like that. Um, and then, and during that time also Chester, who was pretty old, he died and, you know, I think had been her dog for like 16 years or something like that. And it was just this really kind of like sad, like, but human moment where Finally, when after her surgery and she was recovering, this guy was like, you know what? Like, I think I need to take some space. I- I'm going to go back to my my apartment basically for the night. And she had not spent a night alone in you know, a year and a half. He left and she was like, for the first time, like I sort of looked around my home and at first I couldn't figure out what was wrong. And then I realized Chester wasn't there. And she's like, so much had happened that, you know, in this past crazy year, year and a half that like I had kind of been able to focus on other stuff, but you know, it really did leave. Yeah. Like a big, like a hole there. Um, And they, they actually did go to Paris together (laughs) when he was alive. They had an amazing Paris weekend. And so she eventually did adopt another Pomeranian and she's had, you know, several beloved dogs since then. But, you know, he, he was a big part of her, her life and her heart. Uh, So, Hey, little shout out to Chester, RIP. That's sad. Yeah. But he, I think he had a great life. He had a great life. Yeah, it sounds like he had a, a lovely life, and 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 when you know, it sounds like she was like not, you know, like it's always sad, but like she she was, she understood that you know, dogs are they only got so long, man. Yeah, that's why they're so awesome. I you don't. Know? You didn't even like dogs. Where is this coming? I don't want to own one. I don't want the responsibility, but I can still respect them as animals. I'm not a monster. I for some reason I just thought you you were dog neutral. No, I think I they're cool. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm dog neutral on wanting to own one, but like mm. they're cool. They're they're adorable little pups, you know. It's like what hating I, a baby. What if I just flat out refuse to believe you? I just go like, mm, okay, okay. What if you gaslit me into thinking I hate dogs? <laughs> well, okay. I feel like you're on the record on this podcast being like, eh, they don't really do anything to me. But to be fair, we've been doing this podcast for two years. You might have just been in a different mood that day. It's true. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I guess that's possible. <laughs> um, but uh, and then um, for the Fran or the CC, mm-hmm. um, I said I felt like the Fran in that I always wonder where my money goes, and then I'm like, oh, here's my fourth five dollar coffee of the day. <laughs> like and I'm like, why don't I have any money? <laughs> I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean I, that that feels very similar to me. I can I def I mean I don't buy like clothes and purses and stuff, but I, I'll definitely like, you know, we'll like eat out a bunch and then go do something fun, and then we'll both be like, oh, where'd our money go? <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, yeah, so I literally I uh, in my email there was this e- I got this email like literally yesterday, and it was like your order it, your order is on the way, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I clicked it, and I was like, oh yeah, I did order that. Like, why did I order that? Like, 
<laughs> and you like recognize the company. <laughs> like you fall into a fugue state. <laughs> yeah, it was like some, you know, volumizing hair mousse. <laughs> Clearly saw it on an Instagram ad. It was oh like, my God. And forgot about it instantly. <laughs> the thing I had to have, which I instantly forgot was even the thing. <laughs> but okay, that's an episode, a season five, yeah. episode four. We're on Oh Mr. Chef Pod. Uh, rate and oh, we haven't really asked in a while. Please rate and review us. It helps so much. And we love hearing from you. Um, and it gets the word out uh, to more nanny stands. And that's really finish out the last couple seasons strong. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as always, don't forget, we still have an email address. It's oh Mr. Sheffield Podcast at gmail.com. And on that note, I bid you goodbye. Goodbye. The Flushing Girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs>